0: intruder, the woman naively expecting to get exactly what she wanted in a French café. But just at that moment in walked my reason for being here, a loping figure who stood out in the chic environment like a cigarette butt on a dish of oysters. Even the waiter flinched. My American friend Jake looked, as usual, as if he was auditioning for the role of a corpse washed up on a beach. His clothes had apparently been gnawed at by a shoal of sardines, and his long blond hair styled by the rising tide— Only the huge grin on his erratically shaven face showed any sign of symmetry. Hey, Paul, beau weather, huh? Merci for having come, man, he said in his unique brand of franglaise. He was one of those people who learn a new language by injecting bits of the old one from their memory. In the ten or so years he'd been living in Paris, he'd managed to stew his French and English into a lumpy, linguistic soup à l'oignon. You never knew what you were going to get. Broth, crouton, or a soggy mix of the two. "'So how did it go?' I asked as he joined me at the table. "'Oh, former dabbler, man, she adored them!' I nodded, but found this very hard to believe. "'The she in question was a literary agent, the them Jake's poems, "'and adoring was not usually something you did with Jake's poems.' surviving them was more like it, or taking them on the chin. There was something about his combination of excruciating rhymes and explicit pornography that made you want to go and put your finger in an electric pencil sharpener to ease the pain of listening to them. You say she invited you to come and see her, I mean, after you'd sent her a sample. I tried my best to banish the incredulity from my voice. Oh, wee man, Jake said, getting out a packet of rolling tobacco and some papers. He had never quite managed to get his head round the no-smoking rule in French cafés. I heard of her from this guy I know. He's a writer. Well, he says he's a writer, but he hasn't yet finished anything. He's Francaise, but he telled, tollen, uh, told, I prompted. Once Jake got caught up trying to extract English grammar from his French-soaked mind, conversation could grind to a halt for several hours. Yes, voila. He told to me that this agent makes the Francais writers famous in all the world. You know, she is the one who sailed, uh, sailed this French writer to Hollywood. You know, that movie about the guy who meets the girl, but really it's her spirit because she's in a coma. Yes. He was talking about France's biggest-selling author, whose first novel had been signed up by Spielberg before it was even published, thanks to this Paris-based literary agent. And you think Spielberg will be putting in a bid for your poems? I asked Jake. Unless Hollywood was about to start a fashion for hardcore porn with verse dialogue, rhyming couplings, I couldn't see it happening. But Jake ignored practicalities and stampeded on with his story. I hadn't seen him this excited since he'd bumped into a group of female delegates from a conference on saving the world's endangered languages. Given that his aim in life was to sleep with a woman of every nationality in the world, to him it had been like stumbling on a stockpile of free cigarette papers. I've written a poem specialment for her, you know, inspired by the coma story. You want to hear it? Well, how did you say, please God, no, politely? But I wasn't given the choice. Girl, you may be in a coma, but I love your hospital aroma. Yes, Jake, I get the picture, and I wanted to erase it. Who cares if you're comatose, cause you got sexy underclothes. So you sent her that, and she agreed to see you, I asked. In reply, Jake just grinned and nodded. By now his cigarette was in his mouth, and he was looking round for someone to give him a light, frowning at the inexplicable absence of smokers. She even rassembled all her colleagues in her bureau to listen, he went on, and they understood all my ironies. They were non-stop laughing. I bet they were, I thought. She adored the man. She had said to me, uh, Jake gazed into midair as if to capture the magic of the moment when someone told him they liked or could even endure without painkillers his poems, to go away he concluded. She told you to go away. A glimmer of sanity had suddenly entered the room. Yeah, and come back when I have traduced them. Traduced? Yeah, you know, into other languages, to come back when I have traduced them into ten other languages. Then she can sell them to the world. Now I understood. Translate his poems into ten languages. It was like telling a seven-foot tall aspiring jockey to come back when he was five-foot-five, as in, never. I can ask some of my ex-girlfriends to aid me, Jake plowed on. Lee, the North Korean, and Yamani, the Saudi. And, oh, monsieur, I was afraid that Jake might be about to inquire whether the waiter fancied translating some risque verse, but he only asked if he could have some fur for his cigarette. Non, monsieur, was the candid reply. Jake still didn't get the message, though, and kept the ragged tube between his lips in the hope that someone with a lighter would turn up. She only ended our interview because she said she was obliged to go to a party. he told-